Welcome, everyone. Um, I am Parker McBride. Um, I am joined today by my very good friend, Matt Wasco, and this is the Loading the Bar podcast. So uh, basically, this podcast is going to be a podcast geared around health and fitness. Um, We want to deliver to anybody who's willing to listen um, our knowledge about health and fitness and help you guys along your journey um, to bettering yourself. So um, it's going to be me. It's going to be Matt um, hosting this podcast. Um, how are you doing today, Matt? Glad to have you here. I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for, we've been con- you know contemplating this for a while, and uh, we really felt like this would be something. We train a lot of people, and we felt like a lot of our members could benefit from this. They always loved when we did this. Um, they would listen to it on their walks. They would listen to it while they drive. Uh, they'd come and talk to us about you know, new things they learned. So we felt like it's a missing component, and we felt like we needed to bring it back. Well, I think one of the uh, best things about it is that it's easy for everybody um, to listen to one broadcast. Essentially, that's what, you know, that's what this type of thing is. is it's broadcasting. It's sending out one communication that then everybody can listen to because, you know, uh, like Matt said, you know, we, we're both personal trainers. Um, we've trained a lot of clients. Um, we do a lot of group training and things, so it's it's very hard to, when we're working with a client, um, to spend a lot of time dedicated to discussion about uh, some of the deeper subjects, you know, right. especially as you get into nutrition or mindset. Um, right. And instead of having to have lots of very small, high-level conversations, we can kind of take a deep dive um, in a, a platform like this, and we can really... Um, Talk about the nitty gritty about health, fitness, mindset, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think that one of the things that I find uh, I'm always doing, I'm always talking to our trainees um, about their their lifestyle, uh, what they're eating, their nutrition, their form, their uh, why, the philosophy, uh, the science. I mean, I'm always talking to our our trainees about that and. You know, um, we have a lot of new people as well, and um, but it's nice to have a, you know, this like be like, what did Matt say or what did Parker say, and then you know that reinforcement. You know, this day and age, we have so many distractions, and the more times you hear it, the better. And so, why not put it in a podcast? It's kind of a reminder. Absolutely. Um, I mean, people forget. You know, it's easy, especially as uh, as trainers, it's easy to have. Clients. I mean, there's clients we've had for. I've been a personal trainer for going on three years. I think Matt, you know, two years yeah, or a little, yeah, a little over, a little over two years. Yeah. So you know, there's there's uh, trainees we've had the entire time, and it's easy to think, well, you know, I've taught them this two years ago, you know, back when I first started, and they should know this. But it's easy to forget. People have busy lives, and and that's why we're here, so they don't have to put as much headspace towards their health and fitness. I think a lot of people that uh, appreciate that to come in. Um, you know, we, I, there's some people that pick it up real fast, you know, uh, there's some people, there's, you know, the reminders have to be there. Um, and I think so having a podcast just to reinforce some of the ideas, some of the reasons why we do what we do. So. Absolutely. So, um, I want to talk real quick before we really dive in. Um, I said at the beginning, this is called the loading the bar podcast. So a little bit of why we came up with that name, you know, we were, we were talking the other day, um, thinking about what to name the podcast and, 
And we had a couple things kind of close to that. And then I mentioned loading the bar. And I, and I think um, it's, it's fitting, obviously, for fitness because, you know, especially uh, if you're lifting in a, a gym with, with barbells, you are very familiar with loading the bar, right? You got to put the weight on the bar in order for the bar to be right. heavy enough for you to lift. Um, but also, I think that concept applies to almost everything. So if you think about a trainee that comes into the gym for the first time, you know, you put them on a barbell exercise, say a barbell, barbell bench press, for example. Right. Um, if they haven't been in a gym and they haven't been exercising, working out, lifting weights, they won't be able to lift very much weight. Right. But um, if they come in and work out day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, every time they're going to be able to load the bar with a little bit more weight than they did last time. Right. Right. They're going to make a little bit of improvement. And after number of months or even years go by, that bar is going to be loaded with a lot more weight. Right. And right. so that concept of progressive overload applies very directly to working out in the gym, but it also applies to everything else to do with health and fitness. And it also applies to just everything in life in general, you know, um, small steps every day, little by little every day. And then in the end, we're going to reach our goal. So that's kind of a little bit of that deeper meeting. Yeah. I think one of the things we, we were discussing is like, you know, is loading the bar going to make people feel like excluded? Like, well, I don't load the bar. Well, essentially everyone loads the bar to their level. Right? Exactly. Everyone has, you know, uh, we, I think of, you know, some of our clients this morning, like we have a young kid named Wyatt, you know, uh, he puts on a 25 and a 10 and that's loading the bar, you know, that's where he's at and that's fantastic, right? So everyone's at different Places. So it's always loading the bar. So we felt like it would actually fit. We didn't, you know, we were, we, at first we were kind of like, well, is that going to separate people? No, it's exactly what everyone does. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, you versus the bar in a exactly. way. Whatever weight you put on, it's you versus that. And, and that's, yeah, if you're just the bar by itself or if you're, you know, 400 pounds. I mean, it's you versus the bar and whatever weight's on there. So you can always load it up to a weight that's that's challenging for yourself. Do you find... Do you find you're, it's funny you mention that because uh, I'm not a person, I, I'm going off sidetrack a little bit here, but I'm not a person that uh, is foul mouth, but it's me against that bar. <laughs> and there's times where like, like I'll have my uh, a video recorded of me lifting and I get off of there and I let out an, an expletive and, I'm, and it's like it's hard for me to watch, you know, but it's like, I'm fighting that bar, you know. Do you ever feel like you were like that when you were lifting, or is it different for you? Yeah, um, I would agree. It, it's a little bit different than like someone one on one. You know, I was right. a I was a wrestler in high school, so um, yeah, like like wrestling somebody that's another person, you know, and right. you're, it's one on one against them, and and it's very similar now to where if I'm lifting um, a weight, it's kind of yeah, me versus the bar, and and. I don't. You get in that headspace whenever you're trying to do something that you've never done before. Yeah. Right. Push yourself to a new a new height that you've never reached. Yeah. I. It's it's kind of funny because a couple of times I've been under that bar and I get the weight up and I'm like, you know, screw you, bar, <laughs> <laughs> or screw you, weight. It kind of comes to life. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, gosh, why did I let that 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 uh, f word out there? <laughs> But, um, anyway, but I mean, I think that's a great lesson for how we should tackle challenges in our life. Yeah. Right. Tackle them head on, you know, yeah. and sometimes there's a really heavy bar facing you and that that's not just in the gym, that's out in life. And 
you know, we're all faced with some really tough situations and some, some hard things to get through. And then sometimes the bar gets really heavy, but, you know, we've got to have the wherewithal to know that, you know, we can push through and, and you know, and that God's with us and that, that yeah. you know, we'll be able to see through to the other side. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I mean, you know, it's, if you have discipline in the gym and you accomplish certain things in the gym and you also, I mean, and, and I think it's people that do know us, we you know that Parker and I are very, uh, faith-filled guys, uh, God leads our leads us, and um, you know we don't want you know the gym just to be about uh, our own personal uh, endeavors. You know we're there for something much more than that. You know our whole mission in uh, training is to uh, the way we communicate the way we you know work with others you know we're supposed to be have a Christ-like attitude and so that people see us differently and uh, and we can help people reach their goals at the same time so they work hand in hand so it's just a vehicle or a, or, a, or a, uh, it doesn't matter what job you do you know uh, having a Christ-centric approach to what you do is very important I agree. You know, I think, I think God has a calling for all of us. I, mean, I think it's very clear, and and you know, I'm of the belief that those callings are are often irrevoc- irrevocable. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, not to dive too deep here, but you know, there's a story, a biblical story of uh, Jonah and the whale. And right. you know, if you if you read Jonah, you know, God calls him to go to Nineveh and, and preach to the people, and, and and he runs from it. Yeah, yeah. But God still gets him there. Yeah, know, through even through a whale swallowing him. Right. right. So. So you know that's very much how I feel about my calling to help people with their health and fitness. It's yeah. it's a calling. It's something that I feel like I have to do, and and um, one way or another, it's going to happen, whether yeah. I want it to or not. So well, think about, and I and this is a my own personal belief. I did I don't think there was a lot of necessity for gyms before the 20th century because everyone worked with their backs and their hands. They were, that's what they did. It was hard labor. You know, there wasn't a lot of sitting. You know. Um, so you didn't have a lot of the weak backs you have today. And so I think because everyone just sits and they don't move for their jobs, you know, gyms have a necessity. And um, people have, being healthy improves attitude. It improves your uh, lifespan. It makes you more energetic. And um, let's face it, the more energy you have and the more healthy you are, the more charitable you are. You know, if you are in good health, that makes being, being charitable and, and doing the things that are Christ-centric in life easier to do than if you're on a couch, no energy, eating terrible, uh, feeling terrible. Those work against you. So, anyway. Yeah, I would say from a pretty early age, I learned that you know, this was going to be very important. My own personal health and fitness journey, focusing on my health, focusing on exercise, being strong, right? you know, um, able-bodied, having good nutrition, taking care of my body, you know, having the right mindset to be able to tackle the hard things. Like, I realized how big of a role fitness was going to play in that early on, right? and it's become a, a, a staple in my life, and because of that, I want to help others find the same thing that I've found. Right, right. Um, it kind of, you know, it's interesting you said early in your life, and it kind of segues a little bit into where we both came from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
I was in marketing for 30 years, and I always kind of maintained my health, but not to the level I do now. Uh, I mean, I worked out in college. I worked out through my 20s. I worked on and off through my 30s and 40s. Um, and, I, and I always tried, but I was a big runner. I ran a lot. Uh, running was more important to me than lifting for most, most of my life until I couldn't run anymore. And so uh, lifting started to become more of a focus. And, you know, that got, uh, you know, that with raising kids and family and all those things, that got compromised somewhat. Uh, and then as the kids got older, and that's when I was like, okay, I got to get, get back to where I was. I can't run anymore. Um, and so just probably a couple years prior to me becoming a trainer, you know, I was still in marketing, working long hours, but I uh, still would go and work out and make sure I got that time in. And I learned probably what you learned, uh, I should say aspects of what you learned early in life, I re reaffirmed in my life. You know, I knew all those things were important, but I, because of family and struggle, and you know, I was able to slowly... Uh, reaffirm those things and rediscover that, that why those things are so important. Because at, at 56 versus 20, you find that some things that came easily don't come easy anymore. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that plenty. I, I know that's coming. Yeah. Coming for me as well. Um, it happens to everybody. Right. So, yeah. So, but I those habits set early in life, you know, are what's going to help you be able to keep it yes. later in life. Yeah, and I, th I think some of those practices that I had early in life helped me now because mm -hmm. uh, I'm not as consistent or wasn't as consistent back then as I am now. But, you know, we have a lot of people in our, in our gym that, uh, I shouldn't say a lot, we have several people that are in their 40s and 50s at our gym that are discovering the benefits of working out. Well, something that I've noticed is... I mean, I'm I'm in my 20s. I'm I'm 26 years old. It, it, your own health and fitness is pretty easy when you're my age, right? You know, when you're in your 20s, you could speak to this probably even more. But um, you know, like you said, a lot of the people that we help are in their 40s and 50s, and I think that's you know that's the time when you know you get busy, you have a family, you have kids, you have a job that's very demanding, and a lot of times it has taken a backseat for these people, and um, you know they desire some help in, in getting themselves back. And, and that's that's a very fulfilling thing to do. Um, there's been many people that come in the gym and first day working out. And a lot, of, a lot of people since high school or college, they'll say, man, I haven't been in a gym since college, you know, and they come in and they they struggle, right. you know, even through some very basic stuff. Right. And, you know, we, we talk to them, we tell them, you know, you got to stay the course. You know, you got to stay committed. It's about building habits day after day, week after week. And there are some of those people that we still work with who are months or even years down the road, and they they are at an elite level with their health and fitness. Yes, it, it can be done, and it, it seems discouraging when maybe you don't lose the weight as quick as you want to, or the weight doesn't go on the bar, go up on the bar as quick as you right. want it to, but given enough time 
it will happen if you're dedicated to it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's why we always talk about and we've talked about this many times in different times of our, our training, it, but I think it's why it's important that when we come in both as trainers uh, and as an in for our clients that don't make the gym experience something that uh, I'm here that I can reach that goal and I'll be happy when I reach that goal. Because a lot of times you won't reach the goal. You know, it's got to be the gym is your happy time. That's your investing in yourself and embrace the grind. There's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. But I hear it over and over and over. Uh, just in probably two or three times in the last week, it said, they'll say, I didn't want to come, but I'm here. And then at the end of the workout, I said, man, I'm so glad I came. And we all go through that every time, right? Like there's days where I'm sitting there and I've got, I know I have a, I know I have chest day. And it, I got to roll those damn big dumbbells over and <laughs> I don't mind pressing them, but getting them in a position sucks. And so there's kind of that mental where it switched. I just have to turn it on and get past the, the grind of getting, rolling those big dumbbells around. And, and once I get past that, then I'm okay. But I'm a trainer, and I still have that little battle that I have to fight at the beginning. But when I'm done, it's like, man, it feels great. Oh, that's why I tell people all the time. I mean... We go through the exact same battles with ourselves that you guys go through yeah. with yourselves. Um, I tell people that a lot. I'll put somebody through a really tough leg day or something like that, and they say, oh, you know, that, that's, that's why I love this, because I couldn't put myself through this. Right. And, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it if it was up to just me on my own. Right. And that's why I kind of tell people. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm kind of the same way. Sometimes I get in for a leg day, and I think, eh. You know, I don't want to. Do, I don't want to push it that hard that day. So that uh, being trained, um, even whenever you have the knowledge and have the skill, is still important because it's forcing you to do something that you wouldn't otherwise want to do. As humans, we seek comfort. We seek the easy way out naturally. Right. right. And you know, left to your own, that's going to happen. Even if you know what you need to be doing. Right. Because right. I mean, think about how many conversations we've had with. Our trainees about nutrition. I mean, everybody already knows. Everybody that we work with has had enough education on nutrition to know how to be dangerous. I mean, they, they know how to eat pretty well, eat, eat right. They may not have all the specific details, but they know what to do. But it's yeah. still hard to do it. I think we, uh, I think we come, especially the ones that work with us long enough. I think what we end up becoming is motivators for nutrition. Uh, and kind of their, for lack of better words, their confession. <laughs> There's a little bit of that, yeah. yeah. Um, and we we notice changes in their bodies, uh, and you know, a lot of times, um, if someone's struggling, like suddenly they add four or five pounds. The biggest problem we always have is, and we've discussed this many times, is alcohol. That's a big one. Um, or, you know, they just go on vacation, they get off the routine, they get off the nutrition. Um, we have, we have some, uh, uh, I have one, we have one member who is 
a uh, doing God's work, and he travels and opens up schools in other countries. And so, you know, he has the sacrifice of getting back on track when he gets back. So, you know, um, trying to stay disciplined in a world where we have challenges of travel, friends, disappointments, whatever it might be. Um, that's, I think, one of the reasons having that human connection with your coach is important. It helps get you back to where you need to be. It helps motivate you. It helps remind you. You know, I'm always talking to my, each of us are always talking about uh, nutrition, like, hey, how's the nutrition going? Talk to me about, you know, um, if you're having a difficult time, let's walk through it. If you're having, if things are going great, super, you know. And I've even used people that have had done very well and had them go talk to someone who else is struggling. Uh, you know, that I feel like there's a kindred spirit there, you know, either in their type of struggle or maybe their personalities. I feel like they might, and I've used that before. So, yeah, and, and we'll touch on this a little bit later, but, yeah. you know, nutrition, it's, uh, it's really hard to do on your own, by yourself. But at the same time, it's almost more important than the working out. Like we yeah. talked about how hard it was to put yourself through a hard workout. It's even harder to keep yourself honest with when it comes to nutrition. Correct. Um, but it's more important than the working out. So yeah. even though it's harder, it's more important. And we have to figure out ways to make sure, you, you know, that you can stay on track if you want to reach your goals. Because yeah. it, it really does come first. Yes. Well, it does come first, but I think, and we both agree that one of the things we believe comes even before that is the mindset. Absolutely. Yeah. Because um, discipline is what's going to drive both the nutrition and the working out. So there's a tiered system there that you have the mindset, then the nutrition, and then the workout. And those three components in that order are important for our members to understand. Well, and what you touched on earlier was talking about mindset and how, you know, it's, it's, um, you don't want to, you want the gym to be your healthy, your uh, happy place. Right. You know, you, you want to just be focused on being healthy, being happy and enjoying the grind. Um, because fitness and health can be taken to an unhealthy level. Yeah. Um, you know, you can get too hyper-focused on a certain goal and reaching right. that goal or a certain look or, you know, you, you can take it to where, to where it's very unhealthy, a uh, very unhealthy habit for right. you. And that's why I think, you know, mindset is first because I think we need to set the groundwork, um, you know, when people start out on this journey or even if they find themselves in the middle of this journey, just understanding, hey, what are you here for, you know? And maybe some people, may, maybe that is all they care about is some goal of, lifting a certain weight or something but you know what are you really here for it's to be happy it's to be healthy um, it's for longevity you know living longer being able to do things longer into life like that's what we're really here for that's the mindset you have to start out with because then that trickles down to everything else right right you know you know it's funny because uh, and as you were talking I was thinking about some of the things that you do as far as when you train people like um Recently, you said something that I've started using, and it had to do. This this is going to go back to nutrition, but it's a kind of a segue back. I'm kind of going forward a little bit and then back. Um, so, if we take it down to the training aspect of this, something you say to people is start exaggerate your shoulders. 
And I started incorporating that. It's like, and then I started getting better results. I was like, when you ask someone to you add that that word in front of there of exaggerate, suddenly their shoulders get back to where they should be. <laughs> you know, and so we all we not only do uh, our trainees learn from us, we learn from each other. And so uh, I'm always looking to you to you know learn new things and new approaches and. So when it comes to nutrition, you know, I have one of the one things that I think a lot of people struggle with is uh, the more variety you have, the more prep you're going to have. And so a lot of people said they get tired of eating the same thing. See, that's not a problem for me. Yeah, me neither, really. I can eat the same thing every day for two years and never think twice about it. Um, so... Have you had that, that that type of discussion with people where they say, I just can't eat red meat or chicken or these things anymore? Uh, and, and trying to make variety is too much work, so they start getting into a lot of carbs. Well, I think it's a balance. Um, <clears throat> that's a tough one because, you know, they say variety is a spice of life. Right. And I, and I don't disagree. And what I try to do is I try to keep as consistent as possible for a bulk of the week, right? Yeah. Maybe it's five days, you know, five, five and a half, you know, and maybe I take Saturday or Sunday and on the weekends and that's my variety. That's the time yeah. where I eat the things I wouldn't normally eat, you know, and, and I can be okay with that. Um, and I know, hey, I don't want to make anybody mad here, but it's kind of a gender thing. Yeah. I find. <laughs> yes, um, it's, uh, you are correct. A, yes. A lot of, a lot of guys are, okay with that they're okay with the boring and they're okay with just i don't know you know cook up meat and eat right. it right um and a lot of women are looking for that those recipes and those that that variety and it can be done it, it's more complicated and it takes a little more effort and planning out i like it for the simplicity yeah i'm like just have some red meat doesn't really matter what exactly uh exactly kind of red meat it is or different cut or different things right you know have that have some eggs have some fruit. I mean, just stick to the basics, you know, and if you want a recipe, there are ways to have recipes that are very healthy. You know, that's one of the things, uh, as you know, most of you guys who know me know, I'm recently married. And so, you know, my diet looks a little different than it used to look. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean that it's not, uh, that it's any less healthy. It's just, instead of just sticking to the very, very basics, right. like I used to, you know, now we eat a little bit more, there are more recipes and planned out meals, but yet those still include uh, very, very healthy ingredients. It's just, it's just taking the time to sit down and do the research and say, hey, I want to have a, a, a meal, you know, that, that's, that's got more uh, ingredients in it and feels more like a, like an actual meal and not just a, a piece of meat or something, you know, <laughs> um, and, and researching the ingredients and, and how you can do that. Because what, um, you know, most of you guys need to realize is that for every ingredient out there that's unhealthy for you, there's usually a substitute that is healthy. Right. You know, my wife loves to use honey in replace of sugar. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, honey is sugar. Right. Right. But it's a naturally occurring sugar um, as opposed to the processed sugar that, you know, typically you buy from the store that you right. put into stuff. So, you know, there, there's an infinite number of those. And that would actually be a fantastic idea for a podcast is talking about, Hey, what are 
you know, eat this, not that type of thing? What are some mm-hmm. ingredients and exchanges that you can make that, that yield you a very similar result? Exactly. And so you come in, a, you even in your own uh, wife have found that she likes variety. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my wife's the same way. Yeah. She has to have variety. And I think I, when I was cutting before I started bulking, I was cutting for quite some time. And I, even though I was gaining some strength, the one thing that didn't change for about a year and a half was my morning routine. So I had egg whites and spinach at uh, like 4 or 5 a.m. every morning for a year and a half. Never one day did I get tired of it. And, it's, and when I tell people that, they just like, their eyes glaze over. It's like, I just, just they have to have something different every day. You know, and I'm just so, and so I've, I've always, uh, uh, you know, that's one thing where it comes to, you have to balance out the pros and the cons, right? So I, I have uh, one, we have one lady we train, her name's Catherine, and she's um, big chocolate, loves chocolate. In fact, that was one of her issues was chocolate. And so she went from, gave me a big uh, testimonial about six months ago um, about what I helped her do. And we always talk about her tr- nutrition. And she went for, she, I think she lost like 25 pounds, 25, 30 pounds. And uh, the way she did, the way she handled that, that chocolate addiction, she got a Hershey bar. And she broke it up in little cubes. And after every meal, she had a cube. Somehow that was enough, and she'd lost all this weight. She looks fantastic. She does. Yeah, she looks really good. And so we had another member that was struggling. They were, you know, and I remember I was like, Catherine, I want you to go introduce yourself and talk to her. And we start struck up this conversation, and it really, really went well. And um, you know, I think over time, it, you know, that this other member will hopefully get on track because she was struggling with a lot of the same issues. And so it's kind of that, you know, and for me personally, I mean, you have to find that vein. My variety is on Sunday. So I go to church Sunday morning, and then I go to the coffee shop and get me a pastry and a mocha every Sunday. It's the only time during the week I have that. I don't eat bread hardly that much unless it's it's like Ezekiel bread or something. Um, But I have that pastry and that mocha, and that's my big treat for the week every week. Well, and that's a that's part of the theory behind cheat meals. Yeah, is that you know what's coming, and you kind of plan for it and look forward to it, and it keeps you honest in all the other times. So, right. you know, you, you mentioned Catherine and her chocolate. You know, she's a lot more likely to be honest and, and eat right when she knows that she's got that waiting for her at the end of the meal. It's like it's like a reward system. Like yeah. you've got a little reward coming. You know, or if you know you've got a cheat meal coming on Saturday night. <clears throat> It's easier to eat right Monday through Friday because then you say, "Well, I've got this meal coming, and, I, and I'm pushing, delaying my gratification a little bit you know, right. until then, instead right. of just eating bad right now." And I, I think that works for a lot of people. It's just finding the right balance, and and that's why you know I love uh, what you brought up about um, having her talk to another trainee who is struggling because what I find with um, a lot of our members. A lot of our trainees is that sometimes 
even though we try to relate to them, there's a little bit of a, of a gap there, a little bit of a lack of relatability, whether that comes to, you know, for me, I find usually has to do with my age, right? I can talk to somebody all I want about nutrition, working out, whatever, but they're still going to, especially if they're in their 40s or 50s, they're going to say, well, you're a 26-year-old kid. Like, you really don't understand what I'm going through, and you don't really know what works for me. Right. And to an extent, they're right. Now, with that said, I've worked with a ton of people that age, and I understand what, what usually works for them. So, you know, if, if I tried to tell somebody something and they weren't getting it because they had trouble relating to me, finding somebody they'd relate to better that, right. that's gone through it, that has that similar, uh, like I don't, you know, I don't struggle with chocolate, for example. So if I'm telling someone, just don't eat the chocolate, you're going to be like, well, what? you know, you, you don't, you don't understand because yeah. you don't see it the way I see it. Right. Whereas if, you know, I had Catherine, for example, go talk to him and she's like, man, I love chocolate, but here's what I do that works. And they say, okay, well, here's somebody who, who can, who I can relate to, who goes through the same struggles as me, who has done it and been successful and seen the other right. side. Right. And now I can replicate that. So right. I, I mean, I think that's, I think that's fantastic. So when you, uh, another question I like, you know, a lot of times when we're training, we're training at different so um, how do you how do you approach people with I'm always I've been leaning towards the carnivore approach I'll be honest with you uh, and I try to I, I understand that people have to have some carbs they won't go zero carb so um, I usually will kind of say hey you know try to get the majority of your protein through meat as much as possible because of all the vitamins and minerals that are in there that don't have the inhibitors in them that uh, vegetables do, right? All the nutrients are uh, readily bioavailable for you from meat. And so I try to steer them towards as much meat as possible. Uh, we have a lot of people that struggle to eat even six ounces of chicken in a day. And uh, but then, so, and I try to keep their fats kind of high and their carbs kind of low. And that's kind of a general idea, depending on if, most of our people are trying to cut. I only have a few people that I can think of that are going the opposite direction, trying to get stronger and stronger and stronger. Um, so what has been kind of your approach when you deal with our clientele? Well, <clears throat> I think it all starts with protein, like you said. Um, meat and, and red meat specifically is some of the most nutrient-dense food that you can find on, on the planet. Right. Um, and protein itself is, so not only do you have it, uh, meat being the most nutrient dense, but then that protein in, in meat is much more bioavailable than protein in a lot of other foods. So your body's able to absorb more of it. And protein in and of itself is, is really the building block for the body, right? Protein is what in the end translates to um, tissue. Lean, lean muscle mass, lean tissue. If you don't have protein, you're not going to have lean tissue. I could work out every day, you know, all day for 12 hours. And if I don't have the protein coming in, my body's not going to have anything to build the lean tissue with. Right. So that's absolutely important. Like you said, that's the number one thing. Now, as a result of that, um, <clears throat> fats are a lot more to do with brain function. So um, I think, and just bodily function in general. So not as much along the lines of your lean body mass, but just your, your organs and your brain functioning properly. So those fats are really important. And a lot of the healthy meats, um, 
that we push people to eat have a lot of a lot of fat in them. So they're going to naturally get a lot of fat that way. And then from there, that's going to be most of your nutrient intake is in that protein, in that meat. And then you kind of backfill with carbs up to the level that you need to be at. You know, right. So you may be getting, uh, let's say you're trying to stick to 2,000 calories. You may get 16, 1,700 by the time you do your, um, your meat and your fats, your protein and your fats. And then you would just be able to backfill up to that 2,000 with, right. with carbs. And another thing with carbs, you know, we're going we're gonna to always also push whole foods when we can, right. which is going to be, um, you know, fruit, um, natural carbohydrates, rice, uh, potatoes, things like that. Right. And the same goes for protein. The reason that we push the, the meat is that protein is a lot more bioavailable bio than protein powder. Yeah. You know, protein powder and protein bars, those are fine. Um, and you're going, your body's going to absorb some of that, but it's not as natural for your body to process as naturally occurring meat is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what I, I try to get people to start leaning towards. Um, but like I said, there's usually there's a, a component of alcohol um, and uh, you'll have, I can think of several members right off the bat that they'll be, Stop for stop with alcohol for a period of time, and then a big holiday comes up, or a big special event, or a birthday, and that is like gotta have the alcohol. It's part of the celebration, and then it kind of gets them on a journey again. That's have to break again. So um, that's I, that's one of the things that's a, that's a big problem with our a lot of the. Well, I think that's a really interesting concept because um, I see that a lot with vacations too. Mm -hmm. You'll have somebody who um, they come in the gym and they're all excited and ready to go. Maybe first of January, right? And they're excited and ready to go. They've got a vacation coming up in a few months, and they want to get in really good shape. <clears throat> they're in the gym every day. They're on their diet really well. You know, their their mindset is locked in. Right, because they want to be in good shape for this vacation, and then the vacation comes. Right, and well, I mean, no one's going to be on it on vacation, so they they get off the rails, like you said, alcohol, eating eating bad food, not working out, because they've worked hard, and now this is like the reward is the vacation. Well, then when they come back, it's hard to uh, flip that switch and get back on it. And a lot of people have trouble doing that, and then they they come back from vacation, they kind of keep in the bad habits, right. they're maybe not as consistent in the gym, and they don't get back on it. So what I always tell people is um, <clears throat> vacations are fine. They're kind of, it's like a cheat meal on a grand scale. Right. And um, vacations are fine. Holidays are fine. Things like that. Go ahead and, you know, enjoy it. But just have a plan that when that's over, you're right back on it. And right. know that that's what's coming. Like, right. okay, I've got this week vacation. And I'm going to get back on Sunday. And then Monday morning, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to get, you know, get my groceries that I would normally eat. And I'm going to cook the same food I normally cook. And I'm going to go to the gym the same way I always go to the gym. And I'm going to start it back up right then. And that's what people have to have uh, that mindset going in. Or else you're right. It, it, they'll just end up extending that vacation or that holiday into the later time. You know, I heard 
there was a study done, uh, I think in the last couple of years, on alcohol. How it absolutely, like if you try to work out within 48 hours after drinking alcohol, there will be no, no loss of weight. It doesn't matter how much you work out. Alcohol puts a stop to that process in your body of, you know, breaking down uh, or, you know, having that negative carbs or something in the process that alcohol just puts a stop to it. Well, it's highly, highly inflammatory. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a form of poison, you know, and it's kind of hard to think about, but your, your body has to deviate all of its resources towards attacking that. When it's in your body, right, and you know, fixing um, fixing your body from that stress and that inflammation, and so yeah, your body's not going to be focused on getting stronger, losing weight, anything like that, because it's under the stress of this alcohol that it's ingested. And same way with um, processed sugars and things like that as well. Gosh, it gets me. Just talking about this gets me kind of excited. I was thinking about you know how important meat is. Yeah, you know the fatty acids that are in meat. They're they're, uh, they help fight cancer. The, um, the creatine that's in red meat is so beneficial for you. Um, you've got, um, gosh, there is I mean, just, just the bioavailability of all the nutrients that we had talked about. Um, and, you know, I'm not talking about seed oils. You know, seed oils. Why seed oils have, you know, they have uh, uh, smoking points that when they hit them, they're toxic to the body mm-hmm. and so why why there's you know you want to stick avocado and coconut and uh, olive oil and and also know their smoking points as well but they're not as toxic as those that hit whole naturally occurring foods yeah. right i think that's the key yeah um <clears throat> you brought up seed oils like i mean there's all different kinds of them but cotton seed oil or right. grape seed oil yeah. and you know when you think about it Taking seeds, let's take cotton seeds, for example. Mm -hmm. The amount of processing that has to go into refining those into a liquid oil, no human would ever naturally consume that without having that process done. Whereas you take a, a, a steak, for example, I mean, that's growing in an animal, you know, that animal could be slaughtered and cut up, and, and that's a very um, easily accessible, naturally occurring food or a piece of fruit or, you know, an avocado like you brought up. Those things are very naturally occurring and obviously meant for us to consume, whereas a highly processed oil that, how do you even get oil out of a bunch of seeds? You know, it right, doesn't even yeah. make sense. And if you guys right. look up the process to how those are created, I mean, it's not exactly the most appetizing thing, right? yet it's what's pushed on us to use. So, yeah, always always using naturally occurring foods as much as possible. That goes back to my example of, of honey earlier, you yeah. know, um, butter instead of instead of oils. You know, it'd be, I think one of the podcasts we need to do, and I know we've done some podcasts like this for 100, but kind of talking about uh, the goals that you have as an individual and then what diets support those goals, mm, you know? Yeah. And um, because, you know, I know that my diet changed completely when I went from cutting to healthy, very different. Um, still protein, always protein, but 
I think a whole a whole podcast because there's so I'm thinking of all these studies that are that I've just read that I don't want to get into because we'd go another hour, <laughs> but um, we definitely have to do that. Yeah, I agree completely because you know it, it it's the same base no matter what you're doing because right. it's a healthy diet. It's it's whole food. It's protein focused, like you said. But then there are small tweaks that get us to different results that we want to get. So, you know, you're going to be happy. You're going to be healthy. You're going to be in shape at kind of the, the base diet that we've that we sort of discussed. But if from there you have more specific goals, there are tweaks that we can make to that diet to make it better. And it's for different people, too. Right? Right. Different diets for different people. Not everyone's the exact same. Um and that's really just situationally dependent. Another thing too, you know, most of the time, like, the, you know, the old days of saying, oh, you know, if you want to, if you want to be in shape and be healthy, you got to eat chicken and broccoli and rice every day, right? You know, four, five, six meals a day, whatever. You know, and the reality is, there's a lot of flexibility. You know, kind of like when we're talking about it here, it makes it seem like it's not flexible, but the reality is. <clears throat> You know, you're not going to get away with not eating meat. That's that's kind of the, the right. probably non-negotiable. If you right. if you're a vegetarian, it's going to be very tough. Um, but if you know if there's if there's some meat that you like that you'll eat, and there's a few things you don't like to eat, you know, you don't have to eat anything that you just absolutely refuse to eat. That's one of the things when I am nutrition planning for a client. It's always what do you not want to have to eat? Right. What are you going to refuse to eat? Because right. I'm not going to try to shoehorn you into, uh, you know, a shoe that doesn't fit. If you won't eat this, I'm not going to make you a plan that has this in it because then you won't eat it. That's right. You know, so 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 there's there's always a solution. There's always a way to make it work. It just might have to look a little differently. So you know, don't ever be discouraged if um, you think, well, I, I know I need to be eating chicken and broccoli and rice, but I don't like it. You know, well, that's okay. There are, there are plenty of options out there. You know, right. there are fish. You know, fish is fantastic too. Um, certain kinds of fish. Um, that's also included in, in meat, not just red meat and chicken. Yeah. Still eating those sardines? I eat them sometimes. Yeah. You know, um, and they're really good. I think, but yeah, they're not. They're not for everybody. Oh, I I enjoyed them, but uh, I just got tired of the olive oil. Yeah, going everywhere. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just drain the olive oil yeah, down, down the I drain. Know. Still, it's like. Every time I open it, it's like it kind of comes out, and I have to clean it up, and it's like it's just messy. Yeah. You know? So it's like I, I kind of moved away from the sardines and just you know as as a in between meal type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So. But the, you know that that does bring up a good point. One of the main reasons why I liked them so much is because you know it's it's in a can. You don't have to refrigerate it or anything like that. It's really easy to take with you. You know, if you have a fork, you can. You can eat them on the fly, right. high protein, high fat, no carb. You know, that the problem, uh, one of the big problems I see with people is, is snacking. You know, I have people ask me all the time, how can I on the go take with me food that I can eat that, that's high protein, that's healthy for me? And it's, ta- it's hard, right? Because, you know, if you can meal prep and cook up your, your meat and, and some rice and, and whatever, but you gotta have, you gotta keep it in a fridge. You gotta have a way to warm it up, and there's all these obstacles in the way of just saying, "Hey, I just want to be able to. I'm on the go. I just want to pick up something and eat it." There's not very many good high protein options for that out there, but you know those sardines are one of them, or you know a can of tuna. Same way, it's not exciting, yeah. but it gets the job done. Yeah, I I think 
that you kind of hit upon something. I think the biggest challenge that I've come across is the amount, people are kind of surprised at the amount of protein they need to eat. More than not, people are eating about half of what they need to have for protein. Um, and I tell them, well, you're not going to turn it on overnight. It's not going to be something you're like, you're, I'm going to go from 60 grams of protein to 150 overnight. It's probably going to take you a little bit of time to figure out how to get that in. To adjust. To adjust, because it's a, it's a lifestyle thing. You have to change the way you eat, and that's part of your lifestyle. And um, so I find that, so be patient with yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Don't think you're going to be able to turn it on tomorrow. This is, but start looking for those opportunities, and we, we discuss their day. What's their day look like? You know, to find those those the openings. What does when's the downtime that you do some meal prep? You know, we kind of talk. We, I just talk to them about their week and their days, so we can kind of say you have time at this time or time at that time, and you have breaks during work. Or you know, we have a lot of nurses, and they they go 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 go. And so we have one nurse who has really figured it out and has done fantastic. Um, and, you know, I'm speaking of Alexia, she's been really uh, inspirational to a lot of people around the gym as what she's accomplished being a nurse. Because it's not easy being a nurse and hitting your goals. That kind of takes me to another point. If you, if you allow something to be an excuse for you, then it will, right? So if you tell yourself, well, I'm a nurse, and so my schedule doesn't allow me to eat right, then you won't. But if you tell yourself, okay, I'm a nurse, I know that's an obstacle, I recognize that, that makes it harder, however, I'm still going to figure out how to make it work, right. then you will. And that's right. really what it boils down to. All of us have obstacles, all of us have things that make it harder to accomplish our goals. Figure, you know, Be committed to figuring out how to work around it, and that's part of the reason why me and Matt are here, is, hey, I have a challenge, I'm having trouble figuring out how to work around it. How can I work around it? We have answers. There, there's a way to do it no matter what. Everybody, you know, given their situation, can be healthy. You know? Right. If you came to me and said, I'm a vegetarian, help me be healthy, I'm not going to support what you, your decision because I, I think you could be a lot healthier otherwise. But, yeah. you know, you could still be pretty healthy that way too. There's so many different options. There's so many ways to do it. And, you know, we're committed to finding a way for anybody. I'd love somebody to come come at me with a, a new challenge, with a new thing I've never seen. We've seen hundreds of people. We've trained hundreds of clients. We've seen progress in uh, all those clients. And I've seen a lot, but show me something I haven't seen, and I'll, and I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's show me something I haven't seen, and I'll figure it out. kind of goes to... You resort to your knowledge base of how things work. That's why you can figure it out. It's kind of like the same as if we see a new type of exercise. Maybe we've never performed it for ourselves. We understand how the muscles work to accomplish that. So, uh, you know, I know we've had discussions like, yeah, you know, I, I haven't done that exercise before, but I know what it's doing and I can perform it. Right. And so when it comes to nutrition, um, you know, it's the same thing. It's understanding the principles of nutrition. And then, you know, so whatever that struggle is, it's just about understanding their struggles, the mindset, you know, where, where is it in the mind that's, you know, causing them to trip, you know, not reach the, the nutrition they need. So. Yeah, and, and when it comes to 
uh, working out, like you said, and and I think that applies a lot to exercise selection too. Yeah. Because you know, no matter what, no matter what, say piece of equipment you have or setup you have or gym that you work out in, you figure out how to get the job done. Yeah. You know, given a certain amount of equipment, you know, say you want to do, you know, you want to work your chest doing a pressing movement, right? right. There, there are so many different things you could do. You know, an excuse is not, oh, I don't have a bar. Okay, I can't do bench press. Well, dumbbells. I mean, you, you, you can find about anything. You know, you brought up earlier about how gyms are only a necessity now because of our lack of activity. Right. Well, they weren't a necessity before, but nobody had gym equipment. Right. They're lifting things out on the farm and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, you, you can get it done even with a – a lack of equipment. It's about a commitment to, to, to get it done in a commitment that you're going to. And that's why we lead with mindset is because if you, if you come in the door and you truly are committed to getting it done, it doesn't matter what your schedule looks like, what your life looks like, what, you know, how hard it's going to be or, or what the, what the, even what your gym schedule is going to look like. You know, maybe you have a really, maybe your schedule doesn't allow you to get in the gym very often. Um, that's Okay you can still get it done if you have that mindset. And that mindset is absolutely crucial. You have to have that first and the rest is, the rest is easier. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that mindset, you know, people will think, okay, I want to, I would like to be in better shape. So let me go join a gym and they show up and they work out and they go home. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that changed about their day was that they went to the gym. Everything else that they were doing before still stayed the same, yet they expect to get a different result. So 23 out of your 24 hours of the day are still the same. 90-something percent of what you're doing is still the same as it was before, but you're expecting to get a different result, and that's not going to work. Right. And then you have people, maybe, maybe you know, we talk about our three pillars, mindset, nutrition, and, and exercise, and, and exercise is the third one. So now let's go one step up the ladder again to nutrition. So let's say that you joined a gym and you got your one hour workout in a day. Then the other, you know, let's say you have three meals a day that are 30 minutes a piece. And let's say you eat the right foods, three meals, 30 minutes a day. Well, that's another hour and a half. So now two and a half hours of your day, you're doing good. But what if you still do the same thing on the other 21 and a half hours a day, then you're still going to get the same result. Right. And so the problem here is that even if you do the little things like I went to the gym or I ate right, if your mindset's not in the right place, it's not going to matter. It has to be an all the time mindset. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I think uh, Isaac asked me a few weeks ago, he just caught me off guard. He was like, it wasn't what I said in the beginning. He goes, what's the, to help people lose weight and accomplish their goals, what do you suggest? And I said, it's mindset, nutrition. And or mind, mind, body, and nutrition, or something like mind, nutrition, and body. That was what I said. And I said, "Oh, so you're talking about being consistent?" And I said, "It's a way of life, right?" So getting from where people are struggling to where they can actually incorporate nutrition and and health and good sleep—that's something we can't forget about. Uh, good sleep and getting the exercise in, having all of those components is. We have to, one, have patience, not only themselves, uh, but we also have patience as they get closer to that to understand it's gonna, there's going to be a time period getting from there to there, 
and uh, maintain it, having those cheat days helps with those cravings that we all have. So it's real important that we understand it, that it's, yes, consist, it's consistency, but it's a mindset, this is the way I live. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> 100%. Um, well, Matt, you got anything else you want to bring up here? I don't. We're coming up on our hour, so um, we'll be trying to do these every week. Absolutely. And uh, we'll get these. Uh, I'm going to try to get them on Spotify and have a soon we're going to have a video so we'll have video podcast that'll be supported so you'll be able to watch it if for those who want to actually watch the video but we'll get it on spotify so people can listen to it while they you know go out and about and um you know so we if we hopefully we'll get it up soon if for some reason we don't get it at spotify within the week you know whatever shows we get recorded we'll upload all of them at the same time so yeah um, and I mean, if, if they're listening to them, that means it's uploaded, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and that's another thing, you know, we welcome feedback. We welcome ideas. Um, you know, we are here to discuss, you know, what you guys want to hear. Right. I mean, we're not here just talking to ourselves. You know, we, we talk, we talk amongst ourselves plenty, not on a microphone. So, um, I want ideas from you guys. Um, let us know what you want to hear, what you want us to talk about. If you're struggling with something, tell us. You know, and, and and we will make sure to make it a, a podcast. I want to. Um, how can you guys contact us? So right now, I'd say if you guys have any ideas or you want to contact us about the podcast, um, email will be the best way to reach us. Uh, Matt, you want to drop your email in here? Yeah, my email is cpt period Kansas City at gmail dot com. Perfect. So if you guys have any questions. Uh, that email right there is who to email. And if you have any ideas, we'd love to tackle them. Well, uh, I, I want to thank you for joining me, Matt, yeah. on this first episode. It's, a, it's, it's kind of fun for us. First episode of the Loading the Bar podcast. And we look forward to many, many, many more of these podcasts and helping you guys out for many, many years to come. I'm Thanks excited. for joining us. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. All right. Talk to you, talk to you guys soon.